Disclosure, the information in this podcast is educational and general in nature and does not take into consideration the listener's personal circumstances. Therefore, any and all information presented in this podcast is not intended to be a substitute for specific individualized financial, legal, or tax advice. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making any decision. Hey everyone, Ben Keedy here with the Wealth Crypto Podcast, and I'm really excited about this new podcast with Luca Toscani. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Valmar Capital, which is essentially a hedge fund. Uh, they're a multi-manager, multi-strategy approach uh, to digital assets, and really what they've assembled more than just a fund is a platform for uh, hedge fund managers and also simply just traders to do what they do best, which is generate alpha. So Valmar kind of sits at an interesting place where they provide institutional quality, you know, infrastructure processes, etc., to allow their managers and traders to do what they do best, which again is just generate alpha. So really interesting conversation with Luca. Hope you guys enjoy it. Thanks. And we are live. Luca, what's up? <laughs> Hi, how are you, Ben? Good, good. Thanks for uh, thanks for agreeing to do this. It really means a lot, for sure. Yeah, my pleasure. Cool. Thanks well, for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm super excited about this. So, uh, how about you just give everyone a little bit of your background to start, and then you know just a little bit about who you are, what you're up to now, um, and then we can just kind of go from there. Um, I you know I I'm. My name is Luca. I'm at the, I live in Palo Alto in California. Um, I am running, uh, working with a with a couple of people, uh, partners, on launching a new hedge fund, uh, crypto crypto hedge fund, uh, focused on uh, digital digital assets, uh, liquid trading, liquid strategies. Uh, technically, a multi strategy, multi manager platform. Uh, We've been uh, working on this for for the past uh, you know few months, um, and uh, my my background uh, you know goes uh, I guess uh, across um, Europe, US, and, and Asia across twenty five about twenty five years um, a combination of investing and uh, and and business. So I started on the investing side uh, in Europe, uh, working as a prop trader. And uh, and a portfolio manager for you know a large bank and a hedge fund. Then uh, the move to the U.S. Um, where I became a, a partner um, of a small merchant bank, um, doing both advisory and investing work. And you know that that was my sort of uh, my uh, uh, my start as a as a financial entrepreneur, um, and and which is uh, really what uh, what I've been for the past twenty years. Uh, really trying to launch new new initiatives and new new projects, new funds, new new companies, uh, primarily in the financial investment space. Uh, then I took uh, you know that that brought me to China um, for where I was for uh, for a few years um, and expanded the business uh, again investment banking and investment business and and on my way back uh, I was growing a family with three kids decided uh, at some point uh, China was uh, was enough uh, <laughs> not, not the health place that I that I wanted my kids to sure. uh, yeah. to grow uh, to grow up in. Uh, Came back and uh, thought about where my where my home uh, 
would be, and uh, Palo Alto was uh, was the answer. Uh, so I lived before in San Francisco, and Palo Alto kind of gave a, a you know had a great combination of business and, uh, and lifestyle and family uh, and family lifestyle. So we we settled down here, took some time off, I went back to school, and uh, and and after that I I moved to more the operation and business side of. Uh, of of the investing um space uh so I was a was a co-founder and uh, and uh and the chief operating officer of a of a Harvard spin out in in Boston uh I was in Palo Alto but traveling to Boston basically on a weekly basis uh, for Ooh, a few years and <laughs> and, uh, and uh and at the end of that experience uh that's when I decided to go into digital assets it okay. was something that uh I had ignored for for many years as uh, as as a fad, as something you know, just oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but you know, um, started reading more, doing research, and uh, and and eventually kind of uh, went down the, the 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 crypto rabbit hole, and, <laughs> and 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 two years ago, you know, jumped into into the an opportunity with a family office, which led me to wanting to launch something on my own again, uh, sure. so which. Doing now. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's uh similar to a lot of the TradFi guys that I talked to. They kind of which of which I'm a part of, right? Um yeah. But uh people kind of observed it from afar for a while and are like, I don't know about this thing. It doesn't make any sense. And then you know, you do the full like 180, and now you've got a crypto hedge fund. So that's pretty funny. Yeah. There's uh we in, in the in what we're doing right now, you know, we our business is to um, allocate capital. <clears throat> will be to allocate capital to managers. Um, yeah, and we talk to a lot of uh, uh, great talent out there. You know, traders, portfolio managers, and, the, and there's a the you know couple of different categories. There's the the crypto natives, the the really the the advocate, the you know almost religious about it. Uh, they're uh, they're called degens is the term. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, but but there's more and more of of these uh, the top types of uh, guys that you just talked about. Uh, the ones that I mean today we we talked to somebody that has been uh, at a millennium capital for 16 years, uh, and you know. And in in and of itself, that that is an accomplishment. If you if you know, you sure. know what I mean? yeah. And, uh, and now I kind of decide, okay, where is uh, you know, what's next? Yeah, yeah. So is is porting all of his models uh, and everything that is done in uh, in traditional finance onto crypto, and uh, and you know achieving much better returns now. You know, obviously the returns will uh, will uh, normalize over time. Sure. But yeah. We see a lot of these guys that have been very successful in TradFi and now um, yeah. and, and now moving into uh, crypto. Yeah, yeah, no, it's I mean, it's an interesting time because you do kind of have like the super OG, you know, original crypto people. Um, <clears throat> but then you've also got this influx of very professional, uh, you know, investors, whether they're hedge funds or, port you know, former portfolio managers or something. and um, at least to me, it kind of seems that having that background is useful in terms of actually standing up like a like a really sophisticated, reputable kind of operation such that, you know, the elusive institutions are finally ready to go. Um, yeah, because it's kind of, you know, like it's great to trade your own account. But if you're going to trade other people's money, 
you got to have the right systems in place to really do that. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I, our perspective uh, is, um, you know, we kind of define ourselves uh, as something in, at the intersection of traditional finance and, and crypto. And in our, up until now, for the past 10 years, I think the, the narrative has been dominated by kind of the, the DGENs and the, the crypto mm-hmm. natives. And as, as you know, this asset class is something completely different. But at the end of the day, it is about uh, you know uh, it, it's about uh, instruments and products that trade that have a pro- that have a price of volume and it's an asset class where that that can be handled in similar ways. Uh, I mean, obviously there's there's differences sure. there in yeah. the infrastructure that you have to put in place, but um, for us it, it has become um, it, it's not it's not so much about Okay, does uh, Bitcoin go from thirty thousand to a million? Or yeah. uh, it's we are fairly agnostic about it. It's more about okay, you know, there's 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 uh, there's something to trade. There's alpha. There's uh, there's there's volatility. That you know, there's it's an asset class that provides something that investors have, haven't seen for a long time. And, yeah, uh, and that that's a great opportunity to, and so it is uh, absolutely suitable. For you know the TradFi people uh, as well as the uh, as well as the crypto natives, um, yeah, the OGs, yeah. yeah. Um, so for people who who are listening and may not know, it's, you're running a fund to fund, which is basically you're a manager allocating money to other managers that run various strategies. Why why did that structure attract you as far as crypto goes? Like, did you not want to take a single bet on something that maybe you know really well or did you um, like what, yeah, what led you to fund a fund? Yeah, so we, um, although we look like a fund of funds, uh, because we we allocate capital to a variety of strategies and managers, uh, in reality, we're more of a uh, we're more of a platform, uh, a multi manager, multi strategy platform, which means, um, it, Again, the 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 equivalent in TradFi would be Millennium Capital, Brevin Howard, um, Baliasni. These are large, very successful, and highly scaled funds that uh, are you know now in the in the tens of billions of dollars. Um, and uh, so we, uh, it, it's not when you're a fund of funds, you you know you you get the capital in the fund, you allocate to other funds, and you're you're basically subject to uh, the liquidity restrictions and constraints and that, sure. that these funds yep. have, right? So yep. it's not that you can reallocate capital in in real time. What we intend to do is uh, is is con- construct a portfolio of strategies uh, run by managers uh, that are some some of them are internal to our structure, some are external, but even the external ones would be uh, somewhat, uh, you know, uh, you know. Quasi internal, we we structure uh, separate manager accounts, which allow us to really have uh, complete visibility and transparency of what's going on. So we we're able to see the risk, we're, we're able to see the positions, we're able to you know identify uh, and and calculate the risk uh, at the at the strategy level, but also at the at the portfolio level, and um, and you know we're able to um, reallocate capital in real time. Across across different strategies, and you know the the benefits of, of doing that. Um, 
One is, uh, yeah, you achieve the same benefits of uh, fund to funds, basically diversification. You spread the risk across multiple multiple strategies, uh, and uh, you you reduce the risk of the overall program. Everybody everybody kind of knows that. Um, but um, by um, by using a platform approach, um, you you have access to a broader range of. Uh, or managers and strategies. Um, a fund of funds uh, uh, can, alloc- can only allocate to other funds, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, platform approach, um, we're able to allocate to, you know, an individual, a good trader, a talent yeah. uh, that we find out there that is uh, doesn't really have any interest uh, or, or ability to run a fund or, or just wants to stay focused on his trading. Uh, we provide the infrastructure, the technology, and um and 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 the plug and play platform for him to just plug plug in and start trading. Uh, okay. he will be compensated uh, based on on the PL that he generates. Uh, okay. Um, how does that how does that work with a liquidity standpoint? So if you do have, you know, actual funds that are maybe subject to lockup and withholding and stuff, but then you also have these traders who are just, I guess, maybe paying you to access a little more liquidity, it kind of sounds like. Um, how, like if you do need to reallocate, are you pulling money from these traders? Like they wake up in the morning, all of a sudden they've lost a million bucks. And yeah, so uh, I, I think in th- so technically, yes. Uh, so we, uh, so the, the traders, uh, if they're internal, they're just part of our desk. Uh, yep. and therefore, you know, they know, they know what the deal is. Uh, sure. So yeah. Yeah. If you do well, then there'll be, there'll be stock losses and everything. If they're external through a separate managed account, they basically trade. Our own account, uh, and they they'll be given uh, trading uh, authority to trade capital in the account. But we hold the keys to to the account, so we can uh, gotcha. Okay, draw the key. And it's not that we want to do. Um, we we don't want to be perceived as uh you know the uh, the sharks. And okay, you you make a mistake, you're down one percent. We'll pull the cap. Yeah. There, yeah. There's going to be. Uh, uh, you know, very uh, specific and clear and transparent the risk guidelines, stop losses and everything. And, uh, um, you know, if obviously if uh, if a mutually agreed stop loss and, and risk guideline is violated, then uh, then we will act upon. And uh, and I think every every manager, portfolio manager will uh, will be aware of, of what's coming. Uh, every. Um, uh, in, in terms of portfolio construction and op- optimization, uh, clearly over time uh, the market moves, evolves, and uh, some strategies are, you know, are you know performing better than others uh, at different times. And we will be readjusting uh, the the portfolio uh, blend o- over time, but we don't want to do it uh, on a daily basis. When so we. Yeah. Uh, our 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 sense and our expectations is that uh, we'll probably do some readjustment of the the the, the portfolio um, over you know over you know every three months or so. Um, so yeah, so we're talking about you know technically yes, we have uh, the ability to basically sh- uh, shut off uh, the, yeah. uh, the capital, but uh, sure. it, it will have to happen according to certain rules uh, uh, that are mutually agreed upon. Sure. So what? How? Uh, where? Where are you guys right now with Valmar? Are you guys fully live, or are you still kind of building? Or we're still we're still building. Um, 
we started um, at the beginning of the year, um, the well, the three partners uh, and uh, and also the head of technology. So we we're starting. We're moving in uh, in in several different directions right now. Uh, we're bringing forth several different efforts. One is uh, is the technology. So we have uh, established uh, technology relationships uh, with uh, the service, some of the top service providers and technology providers out there. So we're putting together our tech stack as we speak. Um, we are uh, developing the pipeline of uh, managers. Um, mm-hmm. That uh, will be part of the initial cohort, um, and we talked to you know 100 plus managers around the world, and uh, we have uh, identified and are doing the diligence on uh, um, on on a few of them, uh, and we 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 really like eight of them, um, so that, that uh, we want to we want to be part of the initial cohort, and um, then you know developing relationship, we we we're out there also uh, as. Uh, as as thought leaders um, and trying to basically, you know, share the knowledge and share mm-hmm. uh, and bring education to to the community. We are on panels and webinars. We you know we have a weekly blog where we really try and and share what we learned uh, as we build uh, this hedge fund, but also based on what we've done in the past over the past twenty five years and. You know, trying to be helpful to investors, but also to people that uh, you know are out there and you know asking some some basic questions, and uh, and a, you know, and a big chunk of our time is spent on on capital raising uh, right now. Still, uh, yeah, <laughs> still, are, still, you know, uh, we made we made a a big bet uh, at the beginning of the year, given given the market environment uh, was. Uh, you know, it was the best time to build something. Uh, definitely the worst time to raise capital. But uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think uh, you know where we going to be successful. Uh, you know, it was going to be a good a, a good thing. And uh, so we took that bet, and you know we are we're persevering, and we are uh, we're definitely you know get getting uh, some good interest uh, with investors. Uh, uh, our timeline is uh, you know trying to get. To get this thing launched before the end of the year, and uh, so okay. uh, things are moving uh, according to plan for now. Yeah, great. <laughs> you, I guess, you did pick a, good, a really good time to just put your head down and build something, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, for certainly, it's a, it's a great time to, uh, yeah. to to stay for this this plan. But you know, there's still a lot of uh, there's still a lot of people interested in. Uh, uh, the, the problem is, uh, you know, when do when do these people write the check and, and make the sure. decision? But there are uh, there's an increasing number of people we find, especially in the past two months, as the market started, you know, recovering a little bit. Uh, they started, you know, getting more interested in, uh, in in talking, you know, responding to emails and getting on calls and presentations and follow up calls. And I think uh, the interest is there, um, and you know. Uh, we'll see, um, but um, but we are encouraged by by the progress. Yeah, yeah, it's it's an interesting time. Um, what a, what is it like right now? Kind of doing both things. So you're you know you're out recruiting the best of breed managers and traders that you can find, but then you're also doing this like dance of getting uh, you know your investors in line too. You can't really have one without the other. How how is kind of the yeah. team working together for you? It's um I think it's the I guess the, the the positive thing about um trying to do this in in such a shitty time um 
is that uh, we're not the only ones. Uh, yeah, yeah. So there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of talent out there that um, um, that you know, incredible talent. Uh, whether again the OGs or or the TradFi, uh, great alpha, great strategy, is. Uh, and uh, even the good ones are finding it difficult to raise capital. So, um, and and there's not a lot of uh, uh, platforms like ours uh, out there. In TradFi, yes, and the most successful ones are all like this. But yeah. in crypto, uh, there's not a lot of options. So, for people that uh, just want to trade uh, and um, and and just make money and get paid on uh, on their on their PNL, not a lot of options. And uh, combined with uh, you know the fact that a lot of these guys don't really want to raise capital. Then they've never done it, and, uh, yeah. and so uh, it, it is a great opportunity for us to establish a relationship, do a due diligence, put them on our on our radar, and and um, and when we're ready, we'll we'll allocate capital. But uh, you know, uh, ideally, we want an exclusive relationship. But if this if these guys go out and find some other capital and uh, and they give us some capacity later, even when they are being they're managing other people's capital. I think that's okay too. Yeah. Um, what uh, what what is your general kind of process to evaluate a manager? Um, do you follow a very like structured thing, or is it more kind of fluid based on their style and what they do? Uh, no, no, we um, we definitely have um, a pretty um, a pretty established process. Um, um, I, I mean, uh, there's um. It, we we want to um, uh, we, we want to try and understand uh, the, their their uh, um, the background their their track record their investment strategy uh, the team if it's a team uh, their qualification and experience their risk management uh, uh, framework how they they think about risk management and uh, um, and and a, a lot of the other. Uh, uh, relevant factors, but in general, the the process starts with uh, um, okay, uh, a meeting, a call, and a presentation where we you know try and understand uh, you know the 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 strategy, the team, how how they performed in the past, especially in like in, in last year in twenty twenty two. We want to understand whether there's alignment between. Uh, uh, the, the manager, uh, the, their, their their character, and their and their strategy, and what uh, what our investment objective and 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 strategic asset allocation of, the, of our portfolio, um, and uh, we want to also uh, understand how they think again, how they think about risk management, how they think about compliance uh, uh, with uh, with the different rules and. Uh, and um, you know, over time, um, over time, so we we want to follow also these uh, these guys. Uh, um, it's not the allocation doesn't happen immediately. Obviously, we're not in a position anyway to allocate. But where we uh, where we in a position to allocate capital, I think uh, the due diligence would also imply you know ongoing conversations uh, and uh, and and uh, just watch to watch them over. A period of months uh, and see how they they perform uh, and how they how they communicate with us how they report their um, their, their their performance and their their activities. Um, um, you know, eventually, the, the the due diligence will also um, 
include um, some you know background checks, reference checks, and sure. you know would like to would like to understand uh, who they worked with, uh, who they worked for, uh, and whether there's uh, anybody out there that can uh, can vouch for them. Um, yeah, make uh, it so you don't uh, set yourself up for an SBF type scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that, yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, in, in in the end, uh, there will be an investment committee meeting uh, where we 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 decide by consensus. Uh, we okay. all have to agree by uh, to to onboard a certain uh, a certain strategy. Uh, okay, and, so so the investment committee's got to be a hundred percent on bringing somebody on board. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Um, I'm sure that that could prob- will probably eventually lead to some disagreements down the road. But um. uh, yeah, uh, I, I, yeah, disagreements will uh, will will be there. But uh, it, you know, again, uh, these uh, some, you know, these, these situations are, are not one off, and uh, we'll be very happy to be proven wrong when uh, when we uh, reject somebody uh, because we'll we'll probably have an opportunity to do. Sure. Come back again. Yeah. The the problem yeah. is when you make a make a mistake in onboarding somebody and uh, yeah, and have to kick him out. Yeah. Um, it's a really interesting structure. Um, what do you guys think of? Like, are are you guys only going to be accredited only in terms of the money that you take, or? Yeah, so we're building this. Um, our, our background is all institutional investors, right? Yeah. Before it was at a, you know Harvard Endowment, and, and so we're building this to attract eventually institutional investors. Um, so everything that we're doing is uh, kind of institutional grade, sure, infrastructure and everything. With that said, um, at the beginning, uh, the the most likely investors will be. High net worth individuals and family offices, and you yeah. know, some maybe fund the funds and 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 some other some other firms, investment firms. But um, uh, yeah, so still uh, you know, relatively institutional type. We're not sure. we're not yeah. really, um, um, but at, at the bare minimum, it has to be an accredited investor. Uh, yeah, yeah, that understands it, the risks of. Uh, of investing in a hedge fund, um, much let alone a crypto hedge fund. Yeah. So where where I was kind of going with that is it would be interesting to kind of see your expertise applied to an actual like mass affluent product. Um, obviously, crypto is full of you know um, democratize and access and everything for the common common person, and it would be cool if over time you guys found a way to to bring all this sort of institutional credibility knowledge process to, you know, people who don't want to invest in Bitcoin or Ethereum one off and would prefer to um, allocate to, you know, a proven manager. Yeah. I, um, we're, uh, we're certainly all, if, again, if somebody understands, uh, is accredited, understands uh, the, um, the, the ups and downs of uh, of, of the market. With, with that said, the whole uh, the whole hypothesis and, uh, and and mission for us is to create a, a return profile that uh, is smooth and doesn't go through the you know thousand percent returns down ninety yeah. percent type uh, situation that will be attractive for investors, but will also be attractive to a lot of uh, perhaps the 
the the, the people in the smaller investors that, that we're talking about, maybe the, the the guys that are are happy with the you know 30, 40 percent returns uh, year over year, uh, but but lower downside. So we'd love to find a way to uh, to you know again democratize the process. Uh, clearly, there's a there are compliance regulatory issues. So we'll um, we'll we'll get there. Um, for now, yeah. we we need to scale this um, and 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 get to some critical mass. But uh, these are all good thoughts. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of uh, compliance and regulatory, where where do you kind of view the state of crypto right now? Like, is are you kind of leaning a little more? positive maybe it kind of seems like we've had some okay news recently um yeah i i think it's i think it's moving in the in 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 the right direction um but it, it is uh still going to be a long road in the u.s uh yeah. i don't think anything is going to happen uh anytime soon so you know we got coinbase and and binance uh yeah know, fighting with uh with the sec and uh and then there's uh you know Part, then they get politics are involved, and so we we expect uh, something to be resolved uh, probably in the next few few years. Um, okay. So and and a, a, as a result of that situation, uh, a lot of um, uh, fund managers and hedge funds are considering uh, setting setting up outside of the U.S. Uh, we ourselves, in fact, our, our latest blog was. Um, was uh, a study and, and research on maybe presenting the some of the the findings that that, that we that that we um, uh, came across uh, dealing with foreign jurisdictions. Uh, so we we have been talking to uh, foreign jurisdictions as possibilities uh, to set up our management company there. Because uh, you know if you want yeah. to uh, access uh, foreign exchanges, Binance and everything, I think it's much easier to do it uh, if you're set up in the uk and or in other jurisdictions and uh, and we yeah. found some uh, some great um um some great opportunities uh in the uk cayman islands uh, abu dhabi dubai um uh, these are kind of like our, our top choices and uh, it, it it may be likely uh it is likely that uh, we start there and when when the regulations in the us are a clear and the uncertainty is uh is is gone or reduced greatly then we would probably um relocate back or or add our our uh our investment management company here in in the US so yeah. it, it's a little fluid right now yeah it's it's a shame that the US is so hostile currently to setting up this new industry um yeah. Because, I, I mean, everyone I've talked to is more or less, at least a lot of the managers, everyone seems to feel a lot more uh, sanguine about just working overseas and just not dealing with this cluster right now. <laughs> like, um, yeah. Yeah. It's much, um, yeah. I mean, it, it's refreshing. You talk to, we talked to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. I mean, they are like a super keen on, uh, on, on getting, uh, it's, it's just a, it's a different conversation. They're very, sure. friendly, very uh, they're really trying to build the, Ecosystem and their hub of uh, and attracting you know really good names like Brevin Howard just set up in uh, in um, in Abu Dhabi right ADGM the Abu Dhabi Global Markets Jurisdiction and 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 there's uh there's quite a few other great names that are that are doing the same so 
it's just uh it's, and and there's a lot of capital too if you want to access sure, capital. Yeah. but but it's not easy to access that capital as much as uh you know the middle east capital has been talked about uh you know you probably got to know some people <laughs> you, you right. have to know some people and you know having a local presence so definitely helps so yeah um, yeah yeah yeah, that's kind of how, I mean, if you got to do the ground game, you got to be there, right? So um, that's interesting. I mean, do you, how, how does that inform, I guess, how you guys think about the company going, you know, in the next six to 12 months? Like, do you kind of ride off the U.S., like U.S. managers, U.S., uh, you know, capital pools? Or do you, you know, kind of keep working no. that angle or? I know we keep uh keep working uh, absolutely the us is still the largest capital pool in uh, in the world and uh, yeah so be, being being set up in uh, in in a foreign jurisdiction doesn't preclude uh, us investors from investing um so yeah. I, I think it, it would still be it would still be possible um you know the like a likely structure would be you know investment management company in uh, say in abu dhabi or in in, in the uk the fund being set up in the Cayman Islands, which is yeah. a, a typical structure for a hedge fund, and uh, and U.S. Uh, non-U.S. investors and U.S. tax exempt investors um, being able to to invest uh, at that at that level. Um, so, yeah. no, we are absolutely not writing writing off, and you know, there's still a there's still a possibility of uh, starting uh, in the U.S. Uh, it, it's possible if you talk to law firms uh, like Cole Freeman, for example. You know, we talk to them on a regular basis. They're they're very active. Uh, they they keep uh, doing work. They launch hedge funds, uh, U.S. based managers. Uh, yeah, and, and the structures are you know a little convoluted. Um, you know, the synthetic structures that, uh, sure. that allow, um, allow you know people to manage capital uh, and access even uh, foreign exchanges. Uh, but, um, you know, there's risk there. Right yeah. 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 But yeah. It's possible. Yeah. It's, um, it's an intro. It's just a really interesting kind of summer here. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was listening to Bankless and they had a guy named, uh, James Seifert on, uh, he's a Bloomberg ETF guy, I guess he tracked and he's one of his projects is just tracking the spot ETF for Bitcoin. And then, you know, BlackRock, obviously uh got a lot of a lot of eyeballs on their application then fidelity followed right after and then you had you know a number of others but i don't know kind of if i was a betting man i think you could almost lean towards a spot etf soon ish um but who knows like it uh one of james seifert's um points was that uh blackrock has only like lost one out of 500 etf applications so the fact that they're doing this now, I mean, all this is very conspiratorial, right? Who knows? But BlackRock is massive. And if they're indicating interest, I would assume that that has been heard in D.C. to a degree. I, I did listen to the same podcast. And yeah. I, yeah. I remember this. this, this, this yeah. I mean, if they're doing it, um, clearly, one, there's demand for that product. And two, sure. they've done their homework and they've been talking to regulators and, and yeah. Survey. yeah so uh, i find it also hard to believe that uh they would just uh start something uh um not knowing what the odds are or whether the odds are in their favor sure know? yeah yeah um we'll see i mean if that happens what like if that were to happen what would your kind of take be on crypto 
in the U.S. or just the market in general? What uh, I guess maybe said slightly differently, what are you guys looking at as far as big themes for the industry? Well, the the the, the in the U.S. the the biggest theme is uh, the regulations, right? Um, sure. But um, you know how what's going to be approved and how how are these uh, uh, lawsuits gonna gonna go and uh, and so and that's um, that's a slow moving train. Uh, yeah. So, but it is uh, it is what uh, is uh, holding a lot of the uh, institutional investors uh, back and. Uh, in a way, it's also holding back some of our competitors. Um, you know, we talked to one of one of the uh, one of the large uh, platforms, TradFi platforms. Uh, you know, don't want to mention the name, but it's one of the names yeah. that I mentioned before. Um, <laughs> they are they're not very active in crypto um, because they, you know there's no clarity on compliance and regulations, and so. It does give us an opportunity uh, as a small player to to go in sure. and try to replicate and uh, and and uh, but you know it's it's uh, it's keeping some of these big players uh, on on the buy side uh, out uh, and definitely the institutional investors the, the the main reason why they're not investing is is not because the the asset class is small or there's too much volatility and. Sure. It's because they, you know, there's a reputational risk. There's this kind of party risk. There's there's risks that they don't understand, uh, uh, and uh, and and so that's the biggest theme um, that 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 we see. Um, yeah. What um, about internationally? So the U.S. is obviously everyone's eyeballs on the regulators, but internationally, what do you see people focusing in on as far as just whether it's yeah underlying tech or product or you know what what's popular um well i mean internationally i again to go back to the point of uh, of uh, of jurisdictions uh, you, you're starting to see you know different uh, place different areas compete with uh, with each other in in uh, in in building uh, in coming up with uh, coming out with uh, um with digital assets frameworks that uh, that make sense that are friendly to to crypto that that uh, that that will be able to attract players, uh, technology players, investors, institution, institutional investors, and and service providers, and everything. So you you're seeing uh, some some good competition uh, going, um, you know, between the UK in particular, and then and obviously again Dubai and Abu Dhabi, and uh, you know even even within the, the same region, you have Dubai competing with Abu Dhabi, trying to you know with different. Um, and so it's going to be in Hong Kong now, Hong Kong and Singapore, Switzerland, and so these uh, different hubs are are um, yeah, it's encouraging to see uh, what uh, what's going on, and uh, and 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 I think we'll we'll see uh, technology players and investors and uh, and and asset allocators and hedge funds and funds, you know, gravitate toward you know different different places. Um, and um in in terms of technology uh, you know i i think uh, there's been obviously it, there's um there's still a lot of excitement if you uh, if you look at some of the um so i we're not i'm not a technologist so i i, I can i can't matter my but uh you know 
you, you see like for for example electric capital uh, produces uh, one of the the best reports on uh, you know on on the um um on the involvement and the progress uh, and the commitment of uh, of developers and it's uh, it's still very very strong so the the passion is still there um but clearly, I think there's a lot of things that don't make any sense uh, in 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 the market. A lot of tokens that uh, will never go anywhere. Uh, I think there's going to be um, the, the the results of uh, I believe the results of the bear market. What we went through with this uh, past winter is that uh, you know um, it was a, like a reality check. Okay, now you know things are had to start making sense for 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 for. Uh, for for crypto as an asset class to to gain reputation credibility and uh, and so um, I, I believe that the next leg up will be much more um, you know much more interesting much more attached to reality you will start to see you know use cases uh, you know going back to your question about uh, themes I think uh, what has been missing uh, have been uh, you know interesting use cases that uh, people can actually relate to people can understand you know there's been a lot of uh, you know technology building in terms of infrastructure but not not so much uh, you yeah. know uh, stuff that uh, people can understand and uh, yeah. relate to yeah. uh, so the result is that uh, people have been mostly trading out of speculation because uh, you know they um and uh, and That's so uh, uh, huh? Pepe coin, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, you, you you'll always have uh, those situations. Uh, you, sure. you have situations in TradFi too, right? But uh, oh, but sure, yeah, less and less, yeah, yeah. GameStop, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, yeah. It's I think you bring up a good point about uh, so like by day I do I work in sales, right? And um, a lot of I feel like crypto the last couple of years has been a lot of kind of technology focus like actual like you said infrastructure focus and that's not really something that you can sell to your yeah. average you know user right like nobody cares that you can bridge between you know all these layer twos yeah. so what right like, yeah. like microsoft cloud and google cloud i can send pictures back and forth cool like who cares um but i i, I think you're right that we're about to hopefully see in this next sort of cycle um a lot more like real use cases around real things that matter to real people right like uh i think one example i've brought up in the past is concert tickets so uh have you ever been to outside lands by any chance i have not no. okay um i i went for a number of years uh in my 20s but uh there was one year where uh, a bunch of buddies of mine bought tickets on craigslist which they thought were real turns out they weren't you know um that seems to me like a simple example of where like you know an nft and you transfer that on blockchain you know for sure that you got a real ticket and you didn't waste three or four hundred dollars um but i either way i think that's that's kind of like what i hope the next step is for um a lot of crypto is just real world use cases for most people yeah that I mean, then the question also becomes: uh, Okay, so if you establish that uh, you know the blockchain technology is is here to stay, adds value, is disrupting certain industries. Okay, what is the relationship between that uh, and uh, and 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 the crypto, the cryptocurrencies uh, in the market, their valuations, their their whole uh, 
uh, reason for existing, um, you know, who, because of that, that's also, you know, it's a question that, you know, often I, I ask myself and I, I bring up often, okay, what, you know, valuation, for example, is one, is one issue, right? uh, you know, how do you, you know, how do you justify the existing valuation of uh, certain tokens uh, um, based on what, you know, there's all kinds of new theories now, but uh, mm-hmm. I don't think there's a, uh, I don't think anybody has a as a real answer. Uh, I think the the VC guys um, have it in in a way have it easier because they are investing in the in the in the team, the underlying team, and the in the in the company, and they get the benefit of it having some early stage tokens out of it. That uh, oh sure yeah like a free option um, yeah. But um, but for people that that like you know hedge fund managers with the trade in the market, then you know it's a it's a real it's a real question. Okay, where where should these these uh these tokens go and uh uh yeah fine they they have utility but uh you know should they be should it be trading there or you know a fraction of the price um sure. you know there's no have uh have you found in terms of valuation have you found anything that either translates really well from the traditional sort of hedge fund space to crypto hedge funds and maybe the opposite of you know things that just don't work from the TradFi space to the DeFi space? Uh, no. I so when we um when my, my partner and I um before Valmar, we 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 worked together at, at a family office. Um and their strategy was uh you know just research-based long-term investments into layer one technologies. Um uh, and uh, you know they invested in the usual names like uh, you know Bitcoin, Ethereum, Solana, Avalanche, and and, yeah. and and then you know they also they went through the ups and downs of uh, of the market in uh, in in the past couple of years. Uh, um, but then uh, you know our, I personally started questioning. Um, okay, where where should these? Uh, I mean, uh, does any of this make sense? Uh, yeah. And how do you actually pinpoint the valuation? I I didn't really come across. There's, there's there's a lot of attempts, and I and I'm sure that somebody maybe will figure it out. But uh, uh, a lot of attempts to justify certain things that to me often seem like uh, you know exposed to rationalizations of, uh, sure. of yeah. um and therefore our our answer to that was okay. I so our background is uh, in in the hedge fund, uh, and so let's uh, let's let's stay. You know, fairly agnostic about valuations uh, and fundamentals for now. I mean, maybe in the future we'll, you know, we'll be, uh, and um, and you know, and then focus on uh, on on the price action and and uh, and and the alpha that you can generate. Um, you know, I think um, a percentage of our um, of our assets will be allocated to. You know, long only discretionary managers. Uh, when we when we have the confidence that, uh, and we have talked to some good ones, uh, people that uh, actually do a lot of the research and uh, and yeah, and are able to find the, these uh, these tokens very early on and and uh, and and ride the wave. I think those are, uh, but they will not constitute a, a big chunk of our of our of our risk. Um, Interesting. Yeah, that's actually super interesting. Because I guess I mean, to a degree, if you're long only, you're trying to like do the best you can to look into like a 
like a crystal ball type thing, right? Like you do as much research to justify what you see, where they're going, who's on the team, roadmap, all that sort of stuff. Um, whereas I guess if I'm hearing you correctly, if you're just trading purely on price action momentum, things that you can quantify and are real today, um, it kind of sounds like you're using that to just, that's where you would prefer to make your risk or take your bets is on things that you can kind of see and feel right now. At, I mean, at, at the moment, uh, you know, the, the 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 model portfolio that we have has the a bulk of, uh, of of the risk allocated to systematic strategies uh, uh you know um more uh, algorithmic rather than fundamental fundamentally sure. based um, and yeah. that's um you know that, that's almost like an, an application of the same principles of uh, tradfi onto onto uh digital assets but again, there are certainly good managers out there that do you know, real fundamental work and almost like VC type guys that sure. uh, and, and technologists that go in and, and understand you know what 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 is going on and uh, and uh, and we want we do want to have a a long bias to our portfolio and you can you can have that by by allocating some capital to to those but we don't want to. We don't really want to have uh you know the 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 hundred percent of the capital allocated to something like that because uh we just cannot stomach and you know we believe that also the institutional investors will not be able to stomach the the massive swings that uh such a such Perfect. a strategy uh yeah. entail. So yeah. Um I I I always think about managing money like a lot of people uh it's super easy to know and to buy. Right, like uh, 2009, everything's on sale. You could throw anything at the wall and you'd make money. When do you sell? Is the real question, right? Yeah. I, I think, particularly in digital assets, given how fast everything is iterating. Like, look at all the layer layer ones there are for a million things. And then all the layer twos, and you know, the Web three connections, and all this, all these things. Like, people can people will probably be displaced overnight, essentially. And if you're not like on top of those longs, you could really be leaving yourself open. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And, and people tend to sell, um, on the way up too early. Right. I mean, yeah, that's the psychology at a, yeah. at a chart and say, ah, I could have made, you know, you know, 10,000% returns, but, you know, but when you're up a hundred percent, it's easy to sell. Right. Great. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, so it, very few people actually have been able to ride the the wave all the way up um and yeah. uh, and then when it comes down uh, it's easy to sell there because you always you know you always think it's going to come back and when it comes down 90% or more than yeah. than you're screwed uh, Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh uh, man um Let's see. I, I do have one more kind of final question for you. But before we uh, before we jump, did you is there anything you know you wanted to personally bring up or mention or talk through? Uh, no, I, I think uh, I you know we are personally uh, it's uh, it's great to 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 be uh, to be where we are. Um, I, I think we feel we feel very optimistic about the the, the future of. Uh, or the market in general, um, 
you know, we don't know whether this market is going to be, a, you know, a 10, 20 or 50 trillion dollar market, um, I, I think, but it, but it's obviously, obviously here to stay. And so we want to be, you know, good players, uh, credible players uh, in the space. We're doing the best we can to, you know, again, share the knowledge and uh, and bring our mission forth. Um, so uh, very happy to to have uh, shared some of uh, some of the stuff that we're going through. Uh, yeah. Here. Yeah, no, it's it's great. I mean, I've got, uh, I mean, even on the podcast uh, prior guest list, um, there's quite a few uh, hedge funds on there. So hopefully they'll they'll be paying attention and they'll hear about uh, Valmar, which actually brings me to my last question. I was on the website and I saw uh, that you named Valmar because of the Lord of the Rings. Who's who's the Lord of the Rings fan? <laughs> We're... <laughs> We're, uh, we're, uh, I would say that kind of all of us, uh, yeah. the three, so there's, uh, there's three, um, there's three guys. Um, uh, so there's myself and then, uh, Jonathan is the, the, the chief investment officer and, uh, and Joe, uh, and, right. and kind of, uh, um, we discovered that we have this, uh, this passion. We were trying sure. to find a, a name at some point, uh, and say, ah, what if we, uh, you know, we were starting to play, ah, maybe, uh, and I, I suggested something out of uh, you know Tolkien books, and, uh, yeah. and so it kind of resonated immediately. I got to stick to this and find something. But you, yeah. there's a lot of uh, a lot of these guys out there that have named the companies out of. Uh, so it wasn't it wasn't easy to find a good name. Yeah, uh, it's a name that we liked that was not <laughs> taken already. And Valmer Valmer uh, stuck with us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He didn't call it like Mordor Capital or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know that I mean that caught my eye because I, I was uh, just deep scrolling the website and I was like Valmar where why do I know that and then I read that section I was like oh that's why I know yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean every year I'll watch uh, all three of the movies the uh, extended cuts all the way through it's like you know a twelve hour experience but um, <laughs> I'm big. Exactly. I, I've done it several times too, and uh, yeah. it's one of those cases where the the movies are actually good. I mean, you read the books and they are mi- mind blowing, but yeah. the movies uh, they're really good too. Yeah, so, I know. I need to I need to read the books again. It's been fifteen years since I've actually read the books, but uh, yeah, no, I uh, I saw that and I was like, oh, I we can talk a little pop culture on this podcast. <laughs> I, I actually I'm trying to get my 12 year old to to read them in the summer and I, I, I offered them offer her money to say okay oh. if you read the three books but she she went through page 50 and then she maybe it's it's too early she's not into not yeah. into it but it, it takes a it takes a little bit the first book you know it starts slowly a little bit, so it gets you know you have to get into page you know 200 in order to be really be into it oh and yeah so she, she was yeah. <laughs> I'll, uh, whenever I get to him again, I'm, I'll probably be shocked at the amount of detail that's in there because, like, you know, like I, I just know it's all there. You know, um, the yeah. movies are great for what they are, but you can only cover so much in a three hour movie. So, yeah. yeah. Um, well, cool. Uh, Luca, this has been great. Um, Thank you. you know, yeah, for anyone who's listened this long, go check out Valmar um, if you're a trader or an actual fund uh maybe luca will give you some money um but uh any other last things or an investor obviously if you're looking to yeah. that we are raising capital oh there you go 
If you want to give Luca some money, he'll uh, he'll take it. Um, but cool, Luca. This has been great. Uh, welcome back anytime. Yeah. Thank you, Ben. Cool. Take care. Bye.